college basketball was giving us an entertaining but not entirely fascinating week until late Sunday night when Temple decided to go into Houston and somehow win a rock fight with the Cougars 56-55, knocking Houston out of the number one spot, at least according to voters. This is Alan Caps. That's Mikey Watson. We'll dig deep into who is the best team in basketball and a lot more on Sixth Year Seniors. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I'm getting tired of losing to Purdue! I'm not here to round this week! That's why I got a college skip! That's why I was an All-American in Michigan! I could give a shit about North Carolina right now. Mikey, how you doing? Let's let's call this shit straight, all right? Let's let, let, let's. This is a shoot. We got our asses kicked today. There's really no other way to put it. You got your ass kicked. <laughs> I got my ass kicked. It's been a day. Sixth year seniors West is also sixth year seniors West. It's it, it's it's bonkers. We're we're a couple hours from each other right now. We're both in Pacific time. My t- my body clock is off. I had uh, a completely shredded tire driving in Reno this morning. The mother nature kicked your ass today. We're, we're a fucking mess, but we're pro- we're we're probably still more coherent than the. Uh, than the top 10 in, in college basketball right now, because I don't know what the hell's going on. Well, that's one way of putting it. I'm not really sure. I think the top 10 might be co- more coherent than me. And hey, all you had to do is change a tire on a freeway. Yeah, no big deal, right? <laughs> At least it wasn't your car. It wasn't my car. That was right. God and, and I gather, now that you've driven out to Fernley and back, you're probably really thankful that it happened just a couple miles from the airport rather than out in the middle of effing nowhere. God, you ain't lying. It was, it was crazy. So I'm like, all right, I knew at some point it was going to be the quote middle of nowhere. It was literally the, 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 my exit. It had the sign where it says next service is like 67 miles or something like that. I'm like, holy (laughs) shit. So I'm on the edge of the middle of nowhere, which probably edge of the middle of the nowhere. There we go. There's the episode title. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. Cause the sooner we get done with this, the sooner I can go get the hotel bar. Uh, I'm ready to roll. Oh, there we and, go. I'm, and, and I'm fired and I'm fired up from the game that just ended uh, moments before we hit the red light. Yeah. So let's just do this real quick. Did Duke lose? Uh, I'll have to check the website. Yes, they lost <laughs> to Virginia to a one in seven Virginia Tech team in in league. We'll we'll get to that in just a few minutes, but first, yeah, we want to talk about Temple and Houston because if there was a team that was on the edge of the world, it was Temple in beating Houston. Like I said Sunday, I think it was afternoon, whatever, fifty six fifty five. Neither team shot more than about thirty three percent from the field. It was ugly. I, I saw that Temple, I caught the end of the game. Temp, Temple's final seven minutes was as horrid of bat. It was the basketball equivalent of taking three knees and punting oh, on your God. final four possessions or something like that. It was horrible. They were doing everything they could to run out the clock. They shot 31% from the field, which has to be, it's got to be the lowest field goal percentage by a team winning, beating the number one team on the road ever. I, I'm convinced. Of, I don't know if there's an easy way to look that up. I'm convinced it's the worst uh, field goal percentage by a team beating the number one team on the road. But if you get to the free throw line and you make your free throws, you can make up for some of that poor shooting in the field. That's what Temple did. And it was just enough to uh, to knock off the Cougars. 
Um, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Um, you, uh, the University of Maryland Eastern Shore now has a, a transitive victory over Houston. So. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The crazy thing is Temple 6-2 and two in the American. They're tied with Memphis for second place. So, I mean, as ugly as they look, they keep winning basketball games. At, at some point, you are what your record says you are, and if you're six and two in the league, okay, that that'll you know it is what it is, and you know being able being able to muck a game up the way Temple did and just and, and you know Houston's not you know they're not afraid to play that kind of game. They prefer you know just getting nasty, playing defense and 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 just making games ugly like that. But being you know getting caught in a rock fight with with a team who's also not afraid to do it, you know sometimes weird things happen, and that's what happened on Sunday. It was ugly. It was hideous. We talked about the free throws and uh, the stat line on that. Temple was twenty of twenty two from the line. Houston eleven for twenty one. There's your victory right there. Absolutely. Got to make your free. Th- it's not free throw awareness month yet. We're still a couple of months away, but, but <laughs> let's go ahead and get the Hallmark cards ready. Let's see if Temple can do it again this coming Saturday. They're at Central Florida. They'll no doubt be an underdog in that game, even though they have a better record than Central Florida in the American. I'm glad you said that. That reminds me of the of what we just talked about with the Duke game. We'll get there soon enough. Yes. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what Temple's got for uh, for the ninth. Before we get to the polls, one more game in the American of note. Also on Sunday, Memphis wins at Cincinnati, 75-68. DeAndre Williams, game-high 26. That's a really good win for Memphis. Possibly, you could say, their best win of the year because it's on the road in conference. Yeah. Um, If we've learned anything, we've beat this drum for years, and it feels like this year it's even more more than it has been. Road wins are hell. Get them and cherish them. So Houston is still number one in Ken Palm, only by about nine-tenths of a point ahead of Tennessee. They were almost two points before this loss. However, in the AP and the coaches poll, Purdue is now your number one team with Alabama number two and getting some first-place votes. Oh, Houston is number three, Tennessee is four, and get this, Kansas State is number five. Oh, they jumped up big time with the uh, the win over Kansas earlier in the week. That was an awesome game. We'll talk about that a bit. So Purdue, the new number one as far as the voters are concerned, have a two-game lead over Rutgers, and they're one of only three teams left with just one loss, probably the only one that most College basketball fans can name. I Most are so. Ooh, wait, wait, hang on a second. Now you, you you caught me off guard there. I'm, I'm trying to think who the other one. Oh, I know what the other one is. Okay, I'll say I know it's Charleston. I had I, I had to run run through my head. Florida Atlantic. Yes. Yes. Okay. And they both had no problem at all remaining one loss during this week. So we'll just let that go right there. And that that single loss by Purdue that's still to to the State University of New Jersey, right? Yeah, it is, yes. Okay, At Rutgers home. hanging around, yeah. That's the best win in the nation right now, isn't it? You could argue. That that could be. Well, I don't know. Okay, Temple at Houston or Rutgers at Purdue? <sighs> I would say like, Temple because Temple's not as good as Rutgers. Yeah, that's probably a good point. The, 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 I'm sure the line on, on the Houston game was, was bigger than the Rutgers game. Well, and also, let's not forget Eastern Illinois beating Iowa back in December. <laughs> that's, by, that's, by, that's the best spread win of the season. That's the best straight-up win of the season. So in the Big Ten right now, Ken Palm has projected an eight-way 10-10 and 10 tie for fifth place through 12th place. Oh, my that's God. That's how rugged the Big Ten is. And, and if it happens, that means two of those teams would end up being in the first round of the Big Ten tournament because it's 11 through 14 in that uh, play-in round of the Big Ten. That's right. So yeah, fascinating. I'd, I'd, I'd love to see it happen. I doubt it will, but hey, right now, that's what Ken Palm projects. We, we've been talking up the Big 12 all year, and rightfully so. 
I think the floor of the Big 12 is higher than the floor of the Big 10. But the Big 10's a low night in and night out, too. Let's not, let's not hate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Northwestern, who is in a piece of that eight-way tie, had to postpone two games this week due to COVID and injury issues at Iowa and versus Wisconsin. They're playing Wisconsin tonight. So apparently uh, all, all the COVID positives came back through as negative and they were able to play that game. They're going to play Iowa on January 31. And Nebraska, rather than Tuesday, they'll play them on Wednesday. So that Northwestern schedule is getting packed up for the next couple of weeks. Tough draw for the Wildcats there. It's going to put them in a crunch. Meanwhile, we talked about Tennessee being the number two team in Ken Palm. And that team is not even leading the SEC. Tennessee sits in a three-way tie for second behind unbeaten Alabama, who also is number two in the nation, according to the polls. So, Tennessee or Alabama, who you got? I'm taking Alabama. I do not trust Tennessee to get a bucket in a big game when it matters. That's the difference right now. I think Tennessee Tennessee is going to play better defense than Alabama. That, that, that gets you a long way, but at some point you got, when you need a bucket, you got to get it. And when it comes down to, to, uh, to crunch time, that Tennessee offense can go into the clogged toilet and it gets ugly. I just don't trust. I don't trust the Tennessee offense to, to be able to score. I'm going with Alabama. They're more dynamic. I'd have to agree with you. Uh, especially since I have Alabama, I believe it's either 50 or 60 to one to win the uh, NCAA title. So mm. uh, I, I got that back in November and now they're like 12 to one. And I think the third lowest odds to win the tournament behind uh, Houston and uh, Purdue. Yeah, it probably is Purdue or Kansas. One of the two. Gotcha. I, I, I think Kansas is actually around fifth or sixth as far as William Hill is concerned. We mentioned Tennessee sits in a three-way tie for second. They sit in that tie with Texas A&M and Auburn, and those two play at Auburn on Wednesday. So that'll be a big game. But then the SEC and the Big 12 get it on all day on Saturday, and there's some incredible games that are can't miss. I think this is the last SEC Big 12 challenge. I think it flips up next season. I think the ACC and SEC are going to get together now that the, the TV contracts got all squirrely with Fox. No, it doesn't surprise me because the Big 12 will lose a lot of its luster uh, when Texas and Oklahoma leave. And they, they, yeah. Although, I mean, they're pick, they could be picking up the 2023 NCAA champion in Houston. It's possible. We can't conduct the funeral for the Big 12 yet. Absolutely not. They, they, they lose a lot of talent in Texas and Oklahoma. If that actually happens, we're, we're, we're still yeah. in, we're still in, sh- you know, we'll believe it when we see it mode. Exactly. Well, we'll see it when the 2024 football schedule comes out. Some of the games on Saturday, Alabama at Oklahoma, Iowa State at Missouri, TCU at Mississippi State. That'll be a rock fight. Oh, yeah. Uh, Arkansas at Baylor. Going to love watching those two run up and down the court playing intense defense for 40 minutes. Yep. Uh, Texas at Tennessee. Florida Good game at there. State. And then the highlight of the day. Kansas at Kentucky. All the games are either on ESPN, ESPN2, or ESPNU. Uh, except for West Virginia, they're playing on ESPN+. <laughs> WVTV, that's great. <laughs> uh, by, by the way, you were talking about Tennessee and Alabama. They play They play February 15th. Oh, so we got about three so weeks still until we, we get there. Got a little while before they square off, yeah. Do they only play once, I assume? I think they only play once this season. Ah. Unless they were to meet in the SEC tournament. Yeah, yeah. Let's move over to the Big 12. As we said, Kansas State moved to number five in the nation, according to the polls. It's because they beat Kansas in overtime on Tuesday, 83-82. Wild, wild game. I will hear arguments for that being the game of the year to date. That was an outstanding basketball contest for 45 minutes everything you want 
everything you want in a college basketball game. The the white hot crowd who wanted blood, the defending national champion coming in against the arch rival little brother who, you know, who, who, they're not worth their time. And you get a big time finish to Keontae Johnson with the alley-oop for the go-ahead bucket. Oh, just tremendous, tremendous uh, play call from Jerome Tang there, who's sitting in the pole position right now for National Coach of the Year. He, what he has done with that Kansas State bunch is absolutely outstanding. The energy in that building uh, for the entire game was incredible. Hell, hell of a spectacle in Manhattan uh, on Tuesday, Kansas State 83, Kansas 82. Yeah, I really like Tang. Uh, he's got a lot of positivity in his voice and his actions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for instance, before the Kansas game, he asked the fans to cheer for Kansas State, not against Kansas. Yeah. And I mean, that's a little thing, but it's a big thing. You know, I mean, yeah, let's cheer for our team instead of hate the other team. Uh, and that's secondly, good. That's good. But that's good. But you know what? Let's let's hate the other team a little bit too. We, we, we need a little bit. Come on. <laughs> number one. Number one's the most important. But number two, don't forget that. Okay. Yeah. The other thing is he has really worked on the assistant coaches. His yeah. term is fix your face. He wants the assistant coaches to be positive in their criticism of the players, and I can see that. You know, you don't tell them what not to do. You tell them what they should be doing. You know, it, it's as simple as instead of don't take the 20-foot jumper, it's drive to the lane. It's positive. It's not negative. It's really simple, and a lot of coaches don't do that. This is some Ted Lasso shit he's working on here. This is some good stuff. Yeah, there you go. So K-State right now is in sole possession of the Big 12 lead because Kansas not only lost to K-State – they got drummed by TCU on Saturday, and as we speak, they're down double digits at Baylor early in the first half. We talk we talk about best wins this season. TCU going into Allen Fieldhouse and beating Kansas like a drum the way they did was absolutely wild. Like I was planning on, you know, I had things going on. I was going to flip that game on. I checked the score. I didn't flip it on at that point. I, mean, I was like, okay, when's Kansas going to make a run? I kept checking it, kept checking it. Never happened. TCU beat, beat the crap out of them. Uh, I did not see that coming, especially coming off the loss of Kansas State. I figured Kansas would be fired up. Uh, but now TCU came in there and then dropped the hammer. Very, very impressive. I really like TCU. They, uh, they stumbled early in the season. Everybody's going to remember that loss to Northwestern State. But that is yep. a very good Horn Frogs team. By the way, the Jayhawks, while they are in a tie for second place in the league with two losses, they are 2-6 and six against the spread in the Big 12. They haven't covered at home since December 17th against Indiana. So I'm, I'm thinking that Kansas may not be as good as everybody thinks they are. I'm not ready to, to throw the worry up, even if they lose tonight against Baylor. I'm not ready to, to you know raise the red flags on Kansas right now. But they have need you know they had a couple of really close calls at home against Oklahoma State and Iowa State with a favorable whistle that they so often get at home. But you gotta remember that the the big the Big Twelve's really, really good. Maybe Kansas just hasn't been able to to you know raise that intensity to where it needs to be to be the favorite in the league as opposed to a favorite in the league. And I think the, that margin at the top of the Big Twelve this year, as we've talked about, is so, so slim. They're going to have to find it in the next few weeks before it gets out of hand here. Going into Baylor is, is not easy at all. And, and going into Kansas State is not easy at all. These road these road losses are going to pick up. It's the home loss to TCU that's that, that's the real head scratcher. And but again, I, I'm not I'm not going to start writing off teams because of one home loss. But if they were to drop you know another couple games at Allen Fieldhouse, then you say, all right, what's going on here? But hey, it's a long season. Everybody, you know, you, you, you go through, you know, ups and downs and maybe, maybe this is just a mid season slump for for the Jayhawks. We'll, we'll check back on them in a couple of weeks and see where they got. Hey, you mentioned earlier how Temple was essentially doing three kneel downs and punting with seven minutes to go. Yes. Did you catch any, I, I doubt, I doubt because of how localized this game was 
But did you catch the Loyola Marymount Gonzaga game on Thursday? Yeah, I didn't even know that that uh, that Gonzaga had lost until sometime on Saturday. Oh, jeez. I didn't. Yeah, I was I was out of the loop on that. I was like, wait a minute, what the fuck happened here? Uh, yeah, I, I I I missed all of it. All I know is that Loyola somehow stole the game and broke Gonzaga's seventy-five game home winning streak. The numbers on that streak are pretty amazing. Yeah, 75 at home, which is the longest in the nation, 93 wins against unranked teams, 36 in a row in January, 25 against Loyola Marymount, and then 11 in a row this season. Good grief. Loyola had a lead, I think it was probably about six or seven points, with about five or six minutes to go. They did the same kind of concept that you talked about Temple doing, Their point guard, Cam Shelton, essentially was playing one-on-five for the last five minutes. He would take the ball out of bounds, get the ball back, and rarely pass the ball for the entire possession. If he did, somebody passed it right back to him. I believe he took every shot in the last five minutes for Loyola. It was basically, or we don't trust anybody else with with the game in in, in our hand. We're just going to Shelton, and and it, it, it's your show. And it was enough to hold on. That's really really good. Yeah, like I said, it was it was crazy. Uh, what Gonzaga has been doing this season, eking out wins. I figured for sure they'd be able to knock down the winning bucket, especially at home. Yeah, uh, shocking that they actually lost the game on their home court. Another, we talk, we talk about best wins. That's a great win. I, I, the Zags aren't as good as they have been, but nobody's been able to beat them uh, at the kennel in so long. And Loyola going in there, knocking them off. Huge, huge win. And then they also had a difficult time winning at Pacific uh, on Saturday. It was 99-90. I'm and that game, the, was, that game was close for 40 yeah, minutes. I, I'm getting the idea that Gonzaga's defense is not as good as past years. I mean, they can light up the scoreboard with anybody, but they can't stop anybody. Yeah. Is is St. Mary's in the West Coast driver's seat? Is that oh, a yes. ridiculous thing to say right now? No, not at all. Not okay. at all. Ken Palm thinks they're a better team than Gonzaga. They have a game up on Gonzaga in the standings. St. Mary's is looking really good. And the funny thing is, is I didn't think they were that good this year back in November and December, but they have really turned it on. Absolutely. Another team that we might want to watch in the Big East is DePaul. They knock off Xavier on Wednesday, 73-72. That's the first time DePaul has been relevant in months, years, frankly. Well, you know, we sit here, we come on, and it's almost a weekly thing, especially in football season. We come out here and we joke about the Big Ten going out and getting Rutgers for the hashtag New York market. Can we can we do hashtag Chicago market? Yes, for, we definitely for DePaul? can. I, I think we need to. I think we need to. I, I think it's I, I think it's relevant here. Uh, the Blue Demons. I was talking up Sean Miller's Musketeers last week. Blue Demons knock off Xavier. That's a big big win there. That's good. Yeah, there's three and five now in the conference. I mean, it's not great, but they are better than they have been in years. And, uh, you know, it'd be fun if they can, say, play 500 ball in the Big East this year and progress from that in the next couple. Yeah, see what you can do in the Big East tournament. And then, yeah, and see, see if you can get a little a little momentum to, to, to get some recruiting to drum up that Chicago market that was there you know, 40 years ago and it has just, you know, has just faded away as the, uh, as, as the, as the big 10 has really taken over the, the, the media market there, but uh, the local guys still got a little bit. We'll see how, we'll see what they got the red uh, down the stretch. Also on Wednesday, Marquette defeated Providence 83, 75. They were celebrating their 20th anniversary at Marquette's final four run. Dwayne Wade came back to Marquette and gave all his team members a jacket inlaid with photos from that 2003 season. One, that's pretty impressive. That's pretty crazy about those jackets. Number two, if it's the 20-year anniversary of Dwayne Wade's Final Four run with Marquette, that means we're old, man. I guess. <laughs> we are old. 
That was that was the team. They beat Kentucky by like a million points in the regional final. It was an absolute beat. One of the most entertaining watches I can remember. They kicked the crap out of that Kentucky team that season. Well, what makes me feel old is remembering the LSU team of Shaquille O'Neal, Stanley Roberts, and Chris Jackson. That would be like the thirty year anniversary. Yeah, the thirty it, it year anniversary is. at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, Chris Jackson becoming uh, Muhammad Abdul Mahmoud Abdul Roof. Yeah, but man, I mean those three guys. I don't know how LSU ever lost a game. Well, it, I except mean, I, it, except I, I know it was Stanley Roberts' work ethic. I mean that guy was absolutely <laughs> crazy when he wanted to be, but you know there were times where Stanley Roberts was watching everybody else play the game. Like, I, I don't think they made the second weekend of the tournament. No, they didn't. Absolutely bonkers. And also talking about uh, teams that used to be good, Georgetown lost to Xavier on Saturday, extending their Big East losing streak to 29 games. They last won a Big East game on March 2nd, 2021. And, of course, then they went on to win the Big East tournament as an eight seed and hasn't won a game since. Oh, my God. It ain't it ain't good in DC. I I just how long does Patrick Ewing keep that job? I think this I I I think we're at the end of the line. I feel good story, but man, Patrick can't be losing like that constantly. He's got to get better talent. Yep. Couple more conferences before we hit the break. Let's look at the Pac-12, where Arizona picked up wins over UCLA and USC. So they did what they needed to do, sweeping the Southern California teams at home. They move into yep. a four-way second-place tie, just behind UCLA. It was we we talked we talked last week how how urgent it was for the Cats, and and they pulled it off. That uh that UCLA game wasn't exactly a, a Michelangelo or anything like that, but a win's a win, and uh you you, you take it home. USC beat Arizona State seventy-seven sixty-nine. That means of those four teams, it was Arizona State who dropped a pair. It didn't exactly hurt them too bad. They're still part of that uh, second place tie. But man, if they could have just picked up one of those games, they might be looking a lot better come to an at-large bid in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it's going to be the, the, the margins are slimming up now. Speaking of Arizona State, did uh, did you see the note uh, from Mama Cornette about the uh, about the curtain of chaos? For yes. Carolina women's basketball, yes, yes. they're they rip, they're ripping off the good idea. I like it. I love that. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 what was it? The curtain of distraction is Arizona State. Is Arizona State exactly? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. By the way, try, try, women's hoop is women's hoops in the triangle really really flaring up this season. Duke State and Carolina all really good this season. So good stuff. Oh really? Yeah. Hey, one quick note on the curtain of distraction. Uh, my favorite was when they got Michael Phelps to show up in his Speedo and all his gold medals. Now, that's distracting. That's all-timer. In the ACC, Wake Forest beat Clemson on Tuesday. That was Clemson's first loss in the ACC. Then Wake Forest turns around and loses at home to Virginia. Once again, the ACC is starting to close up. Clemson couldn't keep a good thing going. Virginia was up 19 in Winston-Salem, and Wake got that game down to one with about two minutes left. I don't think they ever got the ball with a chance to take the lead, but they whittled it down and was able to make it close, but Virginia made enough stops and got enough plays late. They, there were a few very critical threes they were able to hit to, to stop runs at the right time. Virginia, I still think it's, it feels like it's still Virginia's league to lose right now. But the ACC is really tied up top. It's it's crazy. There's a bunch of teams that are within two games of the, of the league lead right now. Uh, another Carolina beat State 80-69, I believe, was final over the weekend. The the controversy there, Tequavion Smith at, knocked out of the game with a by a, a hard leaky black foul. It was it was nothing nothing. Uh, you know there were there were no bad intentions. But the it got it got stretchered off. Turns out he was all right. But the but the state fan base is fired up now. Something to keep an eye on when when Carolina goes and re, uh, visits Raleigh uh, in February. Meanwhile, we talked about uh, Clemson storming the court against Duke last week as a one point <laughs> favorite. 
And just as we came on the air, Virginia Tech upset one and seven Virginia Tech upset Duke. And what happened there? Well, 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 let's let's do this. We're using upset in quotation marks because Virginia Tech was favored in the game. Okay, yes, that is true. Okay, Virginia Tech was favored, but uh, Virginia Tech beats Duke, and 1-7 Virginia Tech does not storm the court. At least it didn't appear on the broadcast. Uh, does not storm the co- court upon beating Duke. Uh, setting the world right. Act like you've been there before. Virginia Tech has been there before. So, so, so good, good on you, Hokies. Uh, maybe you can get healthy and, uh, and, and play spoiler in this ACC race. I still say we need to hire a bunch of college kids and send them to every Duke game. And when Duke loses at home, we have those kids storm the court. When, when, they storm the court at Cameron. Yes, yes. <laughs> Oh, man. If you need a reason to celebrate, hit up our girl, Wendy Prater, at Magical Journeys. Trev. That's how you do it right there, people. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, custom-made itineraries for you and your traveling crew. All major cruise lines, Disney Universal, Southern California, Florida, all that stuff. Uh, if you've been watching the NFL playoffs, Carnival, Royal, uh, Royal Caribbean running sales on cruises right now. Now's a great time to plan your summer vacation, cr- Thanksgiving or Christmas getaways. Don't, don't sleep on a cruise for the holidays for an awesome some way to uh to, to spend your time off it's you know low maintenance you ain't got to clean up you ain't got to cook any of that stuff uh tell wendy that you heard about her on 60 or senior she'll give you 25 dollars off your next trip deposit and she'll take care of you with the vacation of a lifetime find her on uh, on social media wp magic journeys twitter instagram facebook all that stuff wendy prater at magical journeys travel she makes the plans you make the memories all right Let's get into the mid-majors and the small majors, whip through these things so we can get out of here and I can get an IV plugged in me. Uh, and you can, uh, well, because you're on the West Coast, you can sit and watch some West Coast basketball. Nevada and New Mexico are going at it right now. All I know is when I walked into the hotel, the bar had on some basketball game that was definitely not Duke and Virginia Tech. It was, I don't know what it was. It was, it was, it was a college game. It was not an NBA game. But anyway, I'm going to go down and, and see what's up with that and, and go from there. So, Well, it, it probably was. Nevada's playing at home tonight, and they're up by five against New Mexico with about a minute left to play in the first half. Mm, okay. So, yeah, they ain't going to care about Kansas and Baylor. Gotcha. So let's go to the Mountain West. New Mexico beat Boise State 81-79 in overtime Friday. Great game. And snapping Boise's five-game winning streak that included a lot of of really impressive road wins. I think shot for shot, this was probably a better game than Kansas State and Kansas. But you don't have the rivalry. You don't have the the, the numbers by the schools. So, so it's not going to get the same. This was a wildly entertaining game. Tyson Degenhart was absolutely amazing. Carried, carried Boise on his back. The sophomore there, really, really doing good stuff. That Boise team is really, really good. That's a really good win for New Mexico. So that creates a four-way tie for second in the Mountain West at 5-2. and two. New Mexico, Boise, Utah State, Nevada, they're all a game behind San Diego State. So that New Mexico-Nevada game tonight is really big to try and stay within a game of San Diego State. So you can keep up with the Aztecs. Mountain West, like I said, I, I think I mentioned it last week, a week before, I was worried about the Mountain West, and they're, they're making up for it. In the, in the conference play here, the, the, the quality of play has really picked up. In the Big West, Hawaii split on the mainland, and hey, that's that's good. We'll take that's that. That's good, yeah. They, they lost to Irvine 76-68 Thursday, but they beat Riverside 67-63 on Saturday. They're now 6-2 and two in the conference. They host the league leader, Santa Barbara, on Thursday in a late-night get-back game. Santa Barbara got to go across the ocean. That's a, that, that, that's good stuff there. Late, like you said, late night get back. Absolutely. Also in the Big West, Long Beach State beat UC San Diego 112 to 110 in three overtimes. Marcus Shahonis scores 46 points on 38 shots. That is the highest scoring total for an individual this year in college basketball. 
not for the lack of trying by another player, but we'll talk about him. Yeah, in a bit. we'll get to him. In just um, a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's a pinball machine score right there. Good on Long Beach. Since you mentioned it, let's go to the horizon where Detroit beat IUPUI on Saturday, 89-77. Antoine Davis scored 42 points. He is now the second all-time leading scorer with 3,274 points. The Detroit also played tonight against Oakland. I do not have the stats yet on uh, on Antoine Davis. See if the monkeys in the truck have anything real fast. Monkeys in the truck, fill them in. Uh, yeah, they do. Quiet night for Davis. Uh-oh, yeah, only 14. Three of 16 from the field. Yeah, one fallen. That puts what he needs now up even further. To catch Pistol Pete Maravich, he needed to average before Monday 32.9 points per game in his last 12 games, or hopefully Detroit maybe wins a game in the, uh, in the Horizon Tournament to give him another game. 32.9 points is what we're looking for, for Davis to average, to pass Pistol Pete, even though he will have played 60 more games than Maravich. Maravich's collegiate stat line is it's it's like it's not real. It's unbelievable. He averaged forty something points a game for career. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So Davis passed Freeman Williams of Portland State, played there seventy four to seventy eight. Uh, he also ended up playing parts of six seasons in the NBA. You might know him better as Duck Williams in White Men Can't Jump. I had no idea that was anybody of interest. That's great. That's a that's a hell of a deal. Uh, and Williams passed away last year, April 2022, 20, uh, at the age of 65. Pour a few out. Uh, in the big sky, let's back up to that. Eastern Washington remains unbeaten after a road trip to Northern California and Northern Arizona. Dane Ekstrup scored 20 off the bench to fend off Northern Arizona. They have a huge road game next Thursday, that'd be February 2nd, at Sacramento State. I may have to take myself out there for that game. Your neck of the woods, absolutely. Another team that survived a big road trip in the summit, Oral Roberts, swept the North Dakota trip, winning 92-69 at North Dakota State, 84-72 at North Dakota. They're now 8-0 in the summit, 69 in Ken Palm. Now, to give you an idea, Texas Tech is 63. Can Oral Roberts get an at-large if they need it? They can't get in that large, but I do know that if I'm a if, if I'm a three or a four seed out there, I don't want to see Oral Roberts on the other side of my bracket. Uh, you, you're just that sure. I no at large at all for Oral Roberts, huh? No, that, it's it's not there. Nah. How about Kent State? They're riding a ten game winning streak in the MAC right now, sixteen and three overall. They've got three easy games up ahead before traveling to Akron on February three. They're at 53 in the Ken Palm at large. I just don't know if they can get up high enough and if they'll be rewarded for their good losses. Their three losses are as probably as good as any three, any single, if anything that only has only three losses. Those, the, their three losses are really good, really close losses uh, against Charleston, Houston, and Gonzaga. Yeah, all by seven or less. The thing is, they don't have they don't have the one marquee win that they can really rest on, and I think that that's going to get the flashes in the end. Yeah, and they don't have anything coming up on their schedule that'll help. Exactly. Yep. See, th- this is when we need the bracket busters again. Yeah, you're right, 100. percent In the Ohio Valley, we talked about SIU Edwardsville last week, and then they shot themselves in the foot, losing two games at home. Six-year seniors curse. Come on, can't <laughs> is have that. that. What it is? I didn't realize we it had might. That. I don't know. I mean, it, it might be. It might be a thing. I don't know. Yeah, their number one defense in conference allowed more than a point per possession in both those games. Uh, it's now a six. That'll get you. Yeah, it's now a six-way tie for first at five and three. Edwardsville is still there, but uh, it's not as fun as it was, say, a week ago. It sounds like anything can happen in the Ohio Valley Conference, just like anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. Or the Missouri Valley. There's eight of the 12 teams sitting at 8-2 and two to 6-4 and four halfway through the season. Southern Illinois and Belmont are both at 8-2. and two. Southern Illinois holds that tiebreaker over Belmont. 
they've got an interesting situation where their 6-1 guard, Lance Jones, this is the definition of volume scorer. He's taken 152 threes while shooting just 28.3% behind the arc. Last I checked, that wasn't exactly efficient, but no. I'm no math major. <laughs> Somebody might want to tell him to maybe uh, pass the ball. A little bit. Just a little bit. But then again, you know, they're 8-2, and two, so they're winning. Yep. In the Ivy, Princeton defeats Dartmouth 93-90 on Saturday. Caden Pierce had a double-double, 17 points, 13 rebounds. They now have a conference lead by a game over Cornell with Yale, Harvard, Brown, and Dartmouth all in third at 3-3. Three and three. As you know, the Ivy only takes four teams into their conference tournament, so that means a couple of those teams aren't getting in. Brown and Dartmouth hanging around, making it interesting. Something to keep an eye on. Big game to watch Princeton at Yale on Saturday. In the Patriot, Colgate beat American and Navy upset Army at Army. So Colgate now has a two-game lead over Lehigh and three over Army. And currently has the tiebreakers. So they're, they're in cruise control at this point. Kennesaw State has taken control of the Atlantic Sun. They escaped a pair of road games this week. They beat Stetson 82-81 in overtime and Florida Gulf Coast 65-63. In both of those games, Terrell Burden had the winning baskets. Had a pair of free throws with 32 seconds left against Gulf Coast and then a layup with five seconds left against Stetson. I don't think Kennesaw State's ever made the tournament. I don't think so either. I think they're a fairly new school. I want to say maybe in the last 10 years. Yeah, having just like just moved up into Division One and whatnot. So, yeah, something to keep an eye on there. Yeah, well, let, let's see what the monkeys can tell us here. Well, they've been around since at least 2006. Yeah, they've been in the Atlantic Sun since 2006. Wow. Now, let's see. They didn't play in the conference tournament. Aha, I bet you they just came aboard. I'm not seeing conference tournament records until... 2010 so there you go 06 through 9 must have been their uh, initiation period their, their onboarding process whatever it is in the mac sienna which had the conference lead lost at home to fairfield 62 52 fairfield's only five and four in the conference so that was not a good loss for sienna they fall back into a two loss tie for first with iona rick patino's iona yeah and they play each other Friday at Siena. Kind of a big game for the Metro Athletic. In the Northeast, let's look ahead to Thursday, where the top two teams meet St. Francis of Pennsylvania and Fairlane Dickinson. It was actually going to be a much better game until Dickinson was upset at home on Sunday by Stonehill. Now Dickinson has two losses. St. Francis has one. Dickinson really needs the game, especially at home. Who the hell is Stonehill? Uh, they're a very new team. I think this is their first year in Division One. Good Lord. Look, that's a, that, let's throw it into the NXT name generator. Good grief. <laughs> yes, this is their first year. And I think they wow. were playing like Division Two somewhere last year. Wow. If you really want to know, go back to our conference previews. I know we talked about them then. I don't, I got kind of drawn a blank now. Yeah, well, that's what happens when we've both been <laughs> yeah. beaten to a pulp by our shoot jobs. The shoot jobs, yeah. By the way, that Northeastern game, if you care, it's on NEC front row streaming. By the way, just, I'm just throwing this out here just from, from, from personal knowledge. If you find some of those conference-specific channels, like you can pick up on Roku and you know they've got apps and stuff, you you can pick up some some some... Really, really good under the uh, under the radar programming, just saying. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. In the MEAC, we talked about Morgan State having a pair of big games against Howard and Norfolk. They lost bad to Howard, 88-55. But as we speak, they have put the finishing touches on Norfolk at home, 77-71. So they split with the top two teams in the MEAC. Not bad. Not bad at all. Oh, well, we'll have to watch Morgan State. They might be uh, yep. a bit for real now. Possibly. 
And last week we talked about the Sun Belt and how deep and crazy it was. Marshall, Southern Miss, and Louisiana now have kind of broken away at six and two, uh, but there's still six other teams within two games. The gig with those three teams, though, is they all have home games this week and favored to win them all. So we could see a three-way eight and two lead in the Sun Belt and those three teams starting to break away from the rest of the pack. Might be some separation coming up. We'll see We'll see if the old alma mater has anything for the Raging Cajuns this week. Yeah, they have them on Thursday. That is probably going to be the closest game of the six that we're talking about. And that's it for what has happened in the past week. Let's take a look at the coming schedule, especially with the SEC Big 12 Challenge coming on Saturday. That's going to make Saturday a must-see day of basketball. It's going to be some good stuff. Let's start with Tuesday at 4 p.m. on the mothership is Ohio State at Illinois. That's two of the eight 10 and 10 projected teams in the Big Ten. <laughs> good grief. Two thirds of the conference finishes at exactly at 500. That's good. DePaul is at Georgetown on Fox Sports 1. We talked about when Georgetown might actually win a Big East game. Here's a chance, but. DePaul has been really feisty of late. Hashtag Chicago market. Hashtag Chicago street fight. At 6 p.m. on ESPNU is Kansas State at Iowa State. Yet another Big 12 must-see game. It doesn't matter who's playing. If it's a Big 12, it's must-see. Absolutely. Same time on a... They buried this on Longhorn Network. Oklahoma State at Texas. Come on. I saw that's worse. It. That's worse than ESPN Plus. It really is. <laughs> on Wednesday, Xavier is at UConn at 3:30 Vegas time on Fox Sports One. I like what they're doing there, getting that little half-hour jump on the rest of the competition. It's it, it's, a, it's a smart move. I like it. Half of it's half of a Big East doubleheader. 5:30 is Butler at Providence. Yes, although Butler, man, they got buried the other day by, uh, by yeah. UConn. Butler, it's not Brad Stevens Butler this year for sure. No. At 4 p.m., you've got West Virginia at Texas Tech. That's the bottom of the Big 12, and that'll be a fascinating game. That's on ESPNU. Oh, it, it, oh they, they got off the plus? Wow. Well, because it's Good not on your at West Virginia. West Virginia. <laughs> not at West Virginia. <laughs> no, they decided to put Houston and Central Florida on the plus at the same time. Oh, that's what that is. That's a, that might be a tough game for Houston. Keep an exactly. eye on that one. On Thursday, 4 p.m., Iowa at Michigan State on Fox Sports 1. Again, 500 basketball in the Big Ten. Yep, loads of it. And for some reason, ESPN was about a week late, but they have put SIU Edwardsville on ESPN News at Tennessee Tech. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're getting on the Edwardsville wagon. That's great. Uh, at 6 p.m. on Fox Sports 1, Purdue at Michigan. And then you've got a really good Pac-12 doubleheader, UCLA at USC on ESPN2 at 6, followed by Arizona at Washington State on Fox Sports 1. Yeah, that, that, that that's a good doubleheader for the Pac-12. UCLA, USC should be really good. And then, as we mentioned, if you want to stay up late, Santa Barbara at Hawaii on the plus at 9 p.m. My God, what a late tip-off. On Friday, the highlight of the day is Iona at Siena on ESPNU, and then that takes us into Saturday. Loaded card. The SEC Big 12 starts out with Auburn at West Virginia on ESPN at 9 a.m. It's a good starter game, but there will be better ones to come. Yeah, just enough to whet your appetite. It's an appetizer. Exactly. CBS starting 15 minutes later. I, I'm not sure why. Um, I'm, I'm guessing maybe just to try and get uh, channel flippers over to their game. It's Xavier at Creighton on CBS. Trying to do the math on this. Let's see. What you've, no, because it's not even a two-hour window because the game after that starts at 11.15. So I, I have no idea. Yeah, that 11.15 game is a good one. Cincinnati at Houston. So, I mean, CBS has got a good set of ball games there. I guess they're trying to catch viewers who have, you know, flipped away at some point from the – SEC Big 12 Challenge. You start 15 minutes after you can catch the you can catch the the viewers flipping over to catch the final five minutes while the next game on the other channel just starting up. 
Right, right. And then hopefully you keep them. Exactly. At 11 a.m., there's two really good challenge games, Alabama at Oklahoma and Iowa State at Missouri. Bama is on ESPN. Iowa State is on ESPN, too. The better team in this case is on the road in both of these. So it'll yes. be interesting to see how they go on the road here and, uh, and do. We'll see. Yeah, if Bama can win at Oklahoma, that's a big win, regardless of what you may think about Oklahoma. They're a really talented team. And uh, Absolutely. Win, winning on the road, never easy. Never easy, 100%. At 1 p.m., you have another ESPN, ESPN2 doubleheader. Arkansas at Baylor on the mothership, TCU at Mississippi State on the deuce. Arkansas and Baylor should be fantastic. I'm actually looking forward to TCU-Mississippi State. That's going to be a rock fight. It'll be ugly. At 3 p.m. on ESPN, you got Texas and Tennessee. And then, of course, at 5, you have Kansas at Kentucky. This, you know, Kentucky, a little shaky. They've, they, they've kind of righted the ship here the last week, but we're going to see what they've got for Kansas in this one because I'm not sure what I'm not sure exactly how much they're going to have. Fox is trying to counter program at 5 p.m. Ohio State at Indiana. That's actually a really good game. It's not a bad game, not at all. And then late night, you've got a couple of really fun West Coast games on ESPN2, St. Mary's at BYU, and on CBS Sports, Nevada at UNLV. Ooh, Battle of Nevada might be good. And finally, another late night get back, Bakersfield at Hawaii, ESPN Plus at 9 p.m. Bakersfield going across the ocean. On Sunday, before the NFL takes your eyes away, 9 a.m. Province at Villanova on Fox Sports 1. At 11, Rutgers at Iowa on the Big Ten Network. CBS doing the 15-minute the, the gimmick again. Michigan State and Purdue, 9-15. That could be a scary game for Purdue. because I mean, that is Michigan State, and it's almost February. And if they're going to turn it around... This is where they start turning it around. Michigan State took Purdue to the wire in East Lansing just a few weeks ago. So, hell, that was a, not a few weeks ago, um, last week. So we'll see if, uh, if they're up for a rematch next week. Something to keep an eye on. And then on Monday, once again, the best two games are on at the same time. At 6 p.m., it's Big 12 matchups. Iowa State at Texas Tech and Baylor at Texas it's going to be either ESPN or ESPN2. The mothership has not figured that one out yet. I'd be shocked if Baylor and Texas weren't on the mothership. Baylor and Texas is going to be on the mothership. Texas Texas sells ticks. Uh, the lead-in for Big Monday, Virginia at Syracuse. Got put the women and children to bed. That could be hideous. <laughs> yes, it could be. And that does it. Then we'll come back to you on Monday night with, with, with more health and more energy from myself and Mikey, but hey, we gave you everything we could. Now we're going on a disabled list for a couple of days. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it's the elevation for, I can't handle the elevation here. I mean, I'm, I'm oh, that's right. Gas. Yeah. Yeah. You're sitting at elevation as well. I didn't think about that. Fluids, man. Especially if you're going to the bar, one alcohol, one water. Yeah, exactly. I have nothing else for the listening audience. I have nothing else either. Send us home and let us get out of here. So for Demolition, The Missing Link, and The Ultimate Warrior, since they all came from Parts Unknown, which is where I'm <laughs> headed back to tomorrow, that's the best producer in the business, Alan Caps. I'm Mikey Watson. We'll be back next week. We're going to break down our Sweet 16. Always a fun episode to look forward to. We'll talk about college basketball and God knows what else right here on Six Year Seniors. <laughs>